Today's episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Joe DiBiase. I thought I was excited for morning golf, but I found that I miss afternoon major golf this weekend. And I'm Jordan Anzian, and I uh, vehemently disagree. Uh, the Open's always my second favorite because of the time and like, uh, mm-hmm. and the fact that the course is really weird. After uh, the Masters? Yeah, Masters one, and then the, uh, the British Open's always two for me. I think it's, this- so, different. it's so different from the others. That I like the tournament itself, I think, second also, because you're right, like the courses. I love the the, the Lynx courses. And yeah. something about like the the, the the dark skies always in in, in Britain in Britain <laughs> uh, Britain for that. Yeah, I don't like that it's nice out. Like right now I I have it on in the background. It's, it's not like, the same. It's like sunny and it's like I need I need like a hurricane. I right. I need dark and cloudy. I need wind. I need rainstorms. I like that's what I need for the for the, the British. What do you go with, by the way? The British? the open the open championship what do you what are you calling it these days because they're trying to make this full transition from the british open to the open championship i still call it the british off offhand i usually call it the open but then like okay i'll call it the british open if it's like somebody i know that's not like a big big golf person mm-hmm. like i'll be like oh i'm watching the british open but yeah. top top 20 sporting event 20 top yeah. 20 your yeah. gut would say yes. Sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? I think it's probably right. You got March Madness. You've got the Super Bowl, National yeah. Championship for football, college football, yeah. NBA Finals, Stanley Cup Final. I mean, World that Cup, one. Olympics, on the person. World Olympics. Cup. Yep. What about the Euros? Yeah, I would, uh, probably top twenty too. What about Wimbledon? Yeah, I, tennis tennis. I would rank the open higher than all the tennis tournaments. I think I would too. I would. Me. Yeah, no, I would too. I like tennis. I'm like, I like watching it sometimes, but like, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. The open championship going on right now. Do we have a locked on golf? I don't think we do. We should. Maybe yeah, I we'll, think so too. We should. We'll propose it to the, to the bosses. Maybe. Maybe we talk about it enough that maybe we should just do it. I, I mean, it's probably easier to talk about than the Sabres. Uh, no offense. Um, well, they, the Sabres golf a lot. They, <laughs> right. We, it, it, locked on Sabres becomes locked on golf uh, in, in the summer months. Um, yeah, we don't have locked on PGA or anything. Maybe, I, I don't know. Do we have time to do this? We'll, we'll, we'll float. No, um, maybe not. But, uh, but yeah, but but, um, we got, I got my joke in. So, yes. We're, we're good. You got the, the really that should have been the dismount and I should have moved right on, but I, I screwed it up. Um, this is the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We are 48 hours away from the Sabres, just over 48 hours away from the Sabres needing to have their expansion draft protection list into the NHL, as all other teams must have by Saturday at five o'clock. By Sunday at 10 a.m., the NHL will send out all the dis- protection lists to all other teams, and they will likely be made public at about that time. So about Sunday at, at 10 a.m., we should know who the Sabres have protected. And at that time, Seattle may begin interviewing free agents 
who were made available for selection. So like we, the Sabres are probably not going to make Lena Solmark available because they really have nothing else to protect in that other than his negotiating rights. Um, but say they didn't for some reason, then Seattle would be able to talk to Lena Solmark about a potential contract. Uh, so that's all on Sunday. And then we have Seattle submitting their list actually on Wednesday morning. And then we'll find out what they, who they picked on Wednesday night with a, an expansion draft show that ESPN two is going to be hosting. Are you, are you going to watch, are you excited to see uh, ESPN's first crack at NHL coverage in, uh, in 16 years? Yeah, I, I think that that's probably the biggest thing going for it is like I think the expansion draft I mean it's not going to be super exciting it's going to be just you just sitting around like watching like executives say who they're picking Um, but yeah like I'm very interested to see one who ESPN puts out there Mm -hmm. like are they going to put out I could see like John Butchergrass being there I could see like like all the big like the people that have been like rallying for ESPN hockey they're going to have probably Wyshynski I would bet Kaplan like all Uh their like big people but um, yeah, I'm very interested to see how they do it and how it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope that they do better than NBC because NBC never take they take it way too seriously. It's not fun. Um, we'll get to uh, our guy who got a, <laughs> got a new job, but like mm-hmm. NBC does not do NBC did not do it well, and I want to see what ESPN's got cooking. Mm-hmm. What uh, you think? So you think more the guys that have been there, they've paid their dues for ESPN or the guys that will be highlighted? Because I was thinking this was going to be ESPN kind of flexing their muscles a little bit and maybe everybody's included. But like they've got Mark Messier on the staff as an analyst and they've got Chris, oh, yeah. Chris Chelios right. and they just brought in Ray Ferraro, Rick DiPietro, who's been doing ESPN radio. Uh, like those are the guys I thought they would throw out there. But I think you're probably right. They wouldn't want to. They wouldn't want to disrespect Barry like that. Well, yeah, I think that they're going to – I mean, if they hire these people, they're going to have them there. Yeah. They're probably going to like a big round table. Um, and you're but be- I, I, <laughs> I feel like they should, like, promote the people that, like, were beating the drum for hockey mm-hmm. on their network. Like, I feel like it would be – I just feel like face. it would be, like, bad. It would be, like, bad taste. But yeah. – uh, you know, it's like, I mean, they are paying like these, they just hired these people to make their broadcast, but did they hire them for studio shows or do they hire them for like color? That's, that's a good question because they don't really label them as color. They only labeled them as play-by-play reporter or a- analyst. So you've got a billion analysts like Brian Boucher, Rick DiPietro, Ray Ferraro, Mark Messier, Barry yeah. Melrose. Boucher, uh, I'd imagine would be color. Yeah. Kevin, he, that's what he was. That's what he was good. That was like one of the few things NBC had like a bright spot with was finding Boucher. Yep, that's right. Um, let me actually, I'll share this screen with you real quick. Uh, we're doing, we record via Zoom. Uh, and the, the, the full lineup, they've got a million analysts. For some reason, by the way, if you've seen the picture, I forgot Ryan Callahan was a part of their team, and he looks like a mob boss in his picture that. Uh, that ESPN is introducing him for. So maybe Callahan would be like a color guy. Um, they, their team is a lot deeper, by the way, than NBC. That was the other thing about NBC. It was the same three guys every time. 
And this is like, all right, let's see Hillary Knight in there on uh, on Wednesdays. And then, all right, we've got Kevin Weeks on Fridays and Messier on Saturdays and Ferraro on Tuesdays. Like, I think they, they could mix it up. Uh, they should mix it up a little bit. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what ESPN has to offer. I think, actually, now that I'm thinking about it more, Mark Messier is not going to play a major part in the expansion draft, right? Am I really going to have Mark Messier up there doing, uh, giving me a breakdown of why Colin Miller is going to be important for the Seattle Kraken? Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying Messier doesn't know the game. I'm just saying he maybe he's better as a color guy because I don't see Messier being the type of guy that's giving me like this deep analysis, you know? No, I'm fascinated with some of those people like Chelios too. Like I'm very interested to see like, cause where have they been? Like, what have they been doing? Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to be honest, like, they're, they're, they would be like super rusty. Yeah. Like, or like, what are the odds that they like, don't know anybody in the, in like the league? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Seattle takes from the Arizona coyotes, Aiden Hill. All right, Chris, <laughs> tell us what you like about Aiden Hill. And he's like, well, he's like scrambling through his papers. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's like, well, he's a goaltender, Bob. <laughs> he is gold and stop the puck. And uh, that's what he does. And he's going to need to do that if they're going to have any success. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I do like their crew. Like, it seems like one, they got a lot of people that have done it before. Like, they, they brought in some NBC people. Um, yeah. Then, like, some NHL network people, uh, like Kevin Weeks, I saw is on their list. Yeah. Uh, AJ, uh, I'm going to mispronounce her name, uh, Miesco. Um, like they, they brought in a lot of people that seem to have done it pretty well at the other station, but then added yep. some new faces that they have. Um, but then you have like their play-by-play people. They have decent crew, like experienced people like uh, Levy and uh, Bouchergrass. Well, and Sean McDonough is going to be their their main guy, though. He's going to be like the, the one. Really? Yeah. So, like, okay. They, they I, I, don't, I don't need that either. You have a you have a uh, uh, high chance for uh, voice crack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's definitely happening, especially how fast awesome. pace how fast pace <laughs> hockey is. It's not football where he can kind of gear up and like he can kind of like inhale in his lungs and but like. Still right, do it though. That's what makes it funny. It's right. like, he, like there's gonna be I say first game out. I would say two voice cracks. Two <laughs> over <laughs> under one and a half voice cracks for Sean McDonough <laughs> in the first game. Um. Yeah, and I like that they're giving Bouchergrass and Steve Levy, like they're giving them a crack at play-by-play because they've been the guys that have really I, – I wanted Gary Thorne. I'm not going to lie. I did want Gary Thorne, but I'm <laughs> glad that Bouchergrass and Levy because they've been pretty good too. Like I like Bouchergrass when he does college hockey games. Um, like he's he's not maybe the swiftest when it comes to play-by-play, but like he gives you energy, and I'm into that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he like you could, you, could, you could tell like he really cares about it. So Right. I like that. And I'm not sure like a lot of sometimes I feel like you'll get a hockey play by play guy. That's just like, he's there just because it's a play by play job. And like Bucci is out there. Like he's, he's into it. Like he's ready to go. Um, so I'm interested in that. And then Leah Hextall is also going to be doing play by play. She's only really been a reporter for Sportsnet over her career. I have not heard her do play by play. So I'm interested to see what, how she'll do as well. So yeah, that's, that's on Wednesday night though. ESPN's going to have the, the expansion draft coverage. This episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this week to get in on the action. 
RockAuto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. If you have not tried a Built Bar yet, I strongly encourage you to do so as somebody that did not eat protein bars because of the taste. And as somebody, am I a candy snob? Am I an aficionado? I don't know. I eat a lot, not as much anymore, growing up, a lot of candy bars. And I'm telling you, Built Bar is a candy bar. It's not, it tastes like one though. You have 18 amazing flavors to pick from, including six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. If you go for the, the coconut almond puff flavor, that is my favorite. And I'm not even a coconut guy, but it's like eating a mallow cup. That's how good it is. Built Bars are also great for the healthy, conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. For example, the peanut butter flavor, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We have not really talked a lot about what this is going to mean for the Kraken. We'll get to that in a little bit. I was doing my own expansion mock draft, and like Jordan, this should tell you a lot about what their team's going to look like, uh, even because I was trying to predict their team and I just I couldn't do it like I I how am I I could not I didn't have the mental capacity to like look at Chicago and think all right would I rather have Brandon Hagel or Josh Dickinson like it just I didn't have the stomach for it um so what really was going to happen is I'm going to give you someone else's uh mock draft for it and it'll really I think prove the point that the Kraken are going to probably stink uh this upcoming year um that maybe is a part of this point I want to get to now because we should talk Sabres when it comes to really the last thing to decide on their protection list. Other than uh, the, the slight fear that the Sabres will protect Zemgis Gergensens over a young player like Rasmus Asplund or Anders Bjork. And I don't want to discount the possibility of that happening. I think it's possible, uh, but probably unlikely. I did put a poll up, by the way, at Lockdown Sabres yesterday. Who are you most fearful of the Sabres exposing and losing in the expansion draft? Will Borgen way ahead and first at 54.9%. Rasmus Asplund second at 31%. Anders Bjork in third at 7.8%. And then Rasmus Ristolainen in fourth at 6.3%. Well, 
if they do protect Asplund and they protect Bjork and then the forward group is decided, you have Eichel, you have Reinhardt, you have Olafson, you have Middlestat, you have Thompson, and then the other guys I just mentioned. That's forward. You're good. And goalie, there's really nothing to decide because Tokarski has to be exposed and who cares what else you do? You, you protect Lena Solmark um, just because, just for the negotiating rights, but doesn't really matter. So now we're left with a decision on the blue line. And where do you stand on... Rasmus Ristolainen versus Will Borgen because I've been preaching for months that the Sabres need to trade Ristolainen in order to not lose him for nothing and to not lose Borgen for nothing when you're oh, you're going to trade Ristolainen anyway given that he wants to go he's got a year left in his contract so that relationship is coming to an end but here we are we're less than we're 48 hours until the protection list needs to be in there's no Ristolainen trade and the team that the one team that's been rumored to be in on Ristolainen in the last few months was the New Jersey Devils. And last night they traded with the Colorado Avalanche for defenseman Ryan Graves. So they maybe have already made their move on the blue line. So given that a Ristolainen trade looks unlikely, where would you stand on Borgen versus Ristolainen if you have to expose one to the Kraken? See, that's it's tough because. I don't intend on Ristolainen being on the team for much longer, but I feel like it's important that you get something for him. I think it would be a disaster if they lost him for nothing. Um, Cause I just still think there's, there's gotta be some value for that play. Like he's a, at least a, like a, on a bad team, second line, second pair guy. And on a, on a good team, like, third pair but there's still some value to adding a third pair defenseman and i agree like they should have traded him like this is a massive mistake um i'd rather keep borgen if you had to pick like because just because i think he's more valuable at this point like i think that the the potential being there um is too important to give up um i hate when the sabers lose young players in the expansion draft but it's looking like we're gonna lose another one because i feel like they're going to protect risto because they want to trade him and they're going to lose Borgen for nothing, which is a shame. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. I think I think I am done believing that there is this, this hidden value in Ristolainen out there in the trade world. Uh, maybe it's just that the Sabres have completely overvalued him, and I'm sure they have to some extent over the years when they've talked to other teams. Uh, there are deals that I've heard that they've had on the table for him that like, I think back now and I'm like, I can't believe you didn't make that trade. But now that we're here, maybe there isn't that value for Ristolainen and maybe the Sabres, they you would have to know the ins and outs of what's on the table. And we can't do that because we don't know this information, but the decision really should come down to one simple question. Can you get more than Will Borgen in a trade for Rasmus Ristolainen? Can you get something of Will Borgen value or greater by trading Ristolainen? And I don't know if I'm confident that you can at this point. What Borgen is not some superstar defensive prospect, and he's not even really that young for a prospect. I almost feel weird calling him a prospect because he's 24 years old, but he's just arrived on the doorstep after a long development track. He's only played a handful of games. He's played 14 games in his Sabres career so far. He has zero points, by the way, so it's not like he's giving you offense. Uh, but he looked good for the Amherst. He looked good defensively in his limited action for the Sabres. And I think you want to see what that is. 
And would I be getting a Borgen level player back for Risto? Or would I be getting, you know, like remember the Brandon Montour trade? I think we all thought they were going to get more for a guy like Brandon Montour, who was kind of a comparable player to Risto Linen. What'd they get? I know it was a rental at the deadline, so it's a little different, but they got a third round pick. And I'd much rather have Will Borgen right now than a third round pick because I'm going to probably be hoping that third round pick gets to where Will Borgen is. We're like, all right, you know, 15% chances guy becomes an NHL player. Well, after his development, hey, maybe that looks like closer to 50-50, closer to 75-25. So at that point, I think I'd rather just keep Borgen because I think my confidence that they can get something more valuable than him for Ristolainen is shot. Yeah, and I... I don't understand why the Sabres don't have this mentality when they when they are doing the expansion draft and saying who they're going to expose. They need to just be gutsy and like start like daring teams to take these players that are not good. Mm-hmm. Like we know Ristolain is not going to be on the team. Like I'd rather dare them to because Borgen I think is an easy choice for them. Mm-hmm. It's like oh perfect the twenty four year old defenseman who might be decent. Like let's. We'll take a flyer on that. That's like ideal for a team like Seattle. Um, right. Whereas like Risto, like they'd be like, ah, oh, this, this contract and we're probably going to lose him next year anyway. Cause he's going to want to go to free agency. Like that's a good thought. I, I, I just think like it was, it was the same thing. Like I thought that with Leonard would like, Oh, dare them to take him because they already they're You know, they're taking flurry. Like it was, it was like the most obvious thing that the, that Vegas was going to take flurry. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, they're probably not going to have flurry and Leonard. I know it's funny that they have both of them, now, <laughs> right. but it's like, but it's like at the time it was like, they would not want to have like $12 million in goalie. Mm-hmm. No. Like, I- and, and, but the Sabres were like, no, we have to keep Allmark. And they ended up giving away Will Carrier. Like, it's just like, it's just like sloppy management. And like this time, like I would do that with Risto and I would do that with, I would make, I I don't think that it's even a question that they're going to expose Gergensen's, but like, that's the other thought. It's like, they're going to take Gergensen's. Like, what does it matter? Like, let them take Gergensen's. Like, do not, do not make, do not like play games with your young players. All right, a good conversation on the Sabres expansion draft plans and some updates from Darren Dreger from TSN. Come back for part two of this podcast. In fact, it's probably already up, so if you want to check it up, because there were only a couple hours in between uh, posting them. So go check it out wherever you're listening, the Odyssey app, Spotify, wherever you might be. Thanks, you're Joe DiBiase, Jordan Hanskin, and the Lockdown Sabres podcast.